Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. We are going to be reading from chapter number six. As you turn in your Bibles, I would like to just give honor first to our pastor. He is currently ministering in, I believe, Milwaukee. And if you have not yet heard or or had the opportunity to hear our pastor preach, he is just an incredibly gifted and anointed minister of the word, and I'm thankful for our pastor, and I'm thankful for our first lady. Amen, Sister Satan. Living Hope is a better place because of the prayers and of the leadership of our pastor and his wife. Amen. Amen. And if you are there in your Bibles at Hosea chapter 6, sorry, I've got a hair in my mouth. It's going to make me gag. I got to get it now, otherwise we're all going to get sick. I got it, I think. Chapter 6, or if you can read it on the screen, say amen. Amen. Hosea chapter 6, verse number 1. Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up. And we shall live again in his sight. Amen. Then shall we know, verse 3 says, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared, is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and the former rain. Say latter and former rain unto the earth. Amen. And before we go further, I just want to draw uh, attention to the verse one more time, number three. It says, and he shall come to us as the rain as the latter and as the former unto all the earth. Amen. I feel like the Lord has given me a word for this church. This doesn't shock you, but with what I feel in the spirit, I don't think I'm going to preach for a long time. I want to just get out of the way and let the Lord do his thing. So before we go any further in this service, can we just seek the Lord one more time, asking him, for him to minister in this place today, in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, God, for your great grace. God, I thank you. God, I thank you, Lord, for your abundant, God, overwhelming and undeserving mercies that are new every single morning, Jesus. And God, I pray that you would anoint this service today. 
God, that you would anoint your servant today in Jesus' name. God, that you would use me, Lord, as a vessel for the Holy Ghost today. God, that we submit the remaining of this service to your will. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. title passage today was from the book of the prophet Hosea. See, though this book of the Bible is, is not very long, it's only in its entirety 14 chapters, and though it's not very long as a whole, we can really find with just within the first three chapters of this beautifully written book of the Bible, we can gain the overall theme that is not just repeated throughout this book of the Bible, but throughout the Bible in its entirety. Amen. Starting, if we were to study out the book of Hosea, starting with the name of the prophet, the name of the prophet Hosea, meaning, Hosea means salvation. So starting with the name of the prophet Hosea, meaning salvation, he is a minister Unto the northern kingdom of Israel, which is referred to in this book of the Bible as Ephraim, which is its largest tribe. See, if we were to look and study out, outwardly this nation is enjoying a time of prosperity. See, outwardly looking at this nation, it is enjoying a time of growth. But if we were to look at the inside... The inside tells a completely different story. See, outwardly there is a prosperity and there is growth, but inwardly there is a moral corruption and a decay. See, inwardly the spiritual adultery permeates the people of this northern kingdom. See, and we read that the prophet named Hosea is told by God in these first three chapters to marry a woman of the night who was named Gomer. See, this is a prophet and a prostitute. See, we find that this marriage is to be an accurate and a tragic dramatization of the cyclical nature of the people of Israel with the God of Israel. That the God of salvation would lift up the people of Israel out of oppression and out of their, their, their sin into a better life. Lifting them out with love, lifting them out with a purpose, lifting them out, lifting them out with a meeting, and the people of in, uh, uh, of Israel would always eventually grow bored of the love and of the security that is found in God, and then they would eventually turn their backs to Him and seek out other gods. So just as Gomer was drifting in her relationship with Hosea, seeking the love and seeking the affirmation from her old lovers, she once again came to a point where the old lovers she was seeking out no longer cared for her. They were done with her. But then God sent a prophet. God sent the prophet who took what she was, who took what she was, who took the broken, 
who took the hurt, who took the use, and he would restore her. And he would cover her. And he would love her. And he would change what she was. And he would change what she is. See, the beauty of this story uh, uh, and the stories like this ring throughout the entirety of Scripture. That there is a God that loves us even though we turn away from him. That there is a God that loves us even though... There is a God that loves us, even though we turn away, that he would reach down into the depths of our sin. And he would reach down into the darkness and pull us out and bring us into his marvelous light. In the name of Jesus, even though we don't deserve it. Even though we don't deserve his love, even though we don't deserve his grace, even though we don't deserve to be pulled out of the sin, even though we can't earn it, he would do it anyways. Amen? That he would do it not because we, not because we earned it, but because he loves us. Not because of what we do. Not because of our actions, not, but, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. That he would love us enough that every time we would turn away, every time the people of Israel would turn away, the anger of the Lord would be kindled. But then he would send somebody asking them to reach his people. Sending them to say, please turn away from what you're doing. Not because they deserved it. If we look at the Bible, we could study out, we would see that really the people of Israel don't deserve it. They're entitled. They're arrogant. They're selfish. But every single time, every single time, every single time, God loved them enough. He cared for them enough. That he would call out to them, asking them to turn away from their wicked ways. In Jesus' name. So we are seeing in Hosea's story that there is a real access to restoration. Amen? That we are seeing that there is a real access to restoration through the work of salvation. Amen? So now let us look at our title passage of scripture, uh, Hosea chapter number 6. See, after God has, has already done this work with uh, Hosea and Gomer, he's, he's now turned, the book turns to the people of Israel. And we see the similarities between Homer and Go- uh, uh, Homer. Gomer and Hosea. We <laughs> Hosea and Gomer, their couple name is Homer. I'm just ahead of the curve. I had to slow it down and break it up for you. You didn't catch that I knew that. See, after God has spoken to Hosea of the iniquities of Israel, we see that Hosea prays with the right heart in the response to the chastening hand of God. See, instead of arguing with God about the people of Israel. 
instead of resenting God's call for conviction in their lives, instead of resenting the correction that was coming to them, Hosea leads Israel in a humble prayer. See, Hosea leads Israel in a prayer. He leads them in a prayer and in a call to repentance. See, Hosea said, come and let us return unto the Lord. He said, come and let us pursue the Lord. Hosea wants to turn the heart and hearts of Israel into repentance. And it goes on to say, for he has... There is a call for repentance. There is a call for repentance. There's a call for us to pursue the Lord in this day. Amen. There's a call for us to There's a call for us to pursue the Lord in this day. There's a call for us to pursue the Lord in this hour. There's a call for us to pursue the Lord in this time. In the name of Jesus. See, Hosea wants to turn the hardened hearts of Israel to repentance. Amen. If you would put up that that scripture Simone uh, it would be verse number one. Let's look at it together. It says, come and let us return. Let us pursue unto the Lord, for he hath torn, and he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. And after two days, he will revive us. I tell you, that almost seek you. And on the third day, he will raise us up that we will live in his sight. That we were once torn, that now we will be healed. That we were once smitten, but now he will bind us up. Because on the third day, he is going to raise us up. And we will live in him. Amen. That on the third day, on the... On the third day. All right. Let me break it down why I'm excited about Jose's wording in this scripture. Let me break it down just a little bit. Because on the third day, he is going to raise us up and we will live in him. Because some of you may not understand what Hosea is saying in this part right here. I'm not questioning your intelligence or anything like that. But maybe you just don't know. So let me, let me just explain it. Because... Well, you know, we need some clarity with the word. But let me tell you this. This is something that you can be excited about. This verse you can be excited about. But this scripture right now is a part of a prophecy of Jesus Christ. See, this is a foreshadow of what God was going to do. See, this was a foreshadow of what God was going to do on Calvary. That our God, that the one true God... That the one true living God was going to come down. That he was going to wrap himself in flesh. And he was going to come down to earth being not just a man. Not a different God. But the Bible says that the fullness of the Godhead was in him bodily. Meaning that the entirety of our God. That the entirety of our God was in Jesus, and that Jesus was the entirety of our God. Hallelujah. And that, G that he, God came down and entered and was Jesus, wrapped himself in flesh. Now God on earth. 
Oh, I'm excited. Oh, think about it. Hosea didn't, Hosea was saying these things about us. But what he was saying was the parts of salvation. He was saying exactly what God's master plan is, not just for Hosea, not just for Eric, not for me, but for everybody. He was, Hosea was breaking down in prophecy what God was going to do to mend us. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That God came down from heaven and he was beaten for our sake. And he rose three days later for our sake. That he was torn for us. That he was smitten for us. That he came and he died on the cross. That he would be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. That he would be the spotless lamb. That he would die. That he would die so that we can live again. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That he came, that he came, and that he came and he died. That he was buried and that he was resurrected for our sins. Hallelujah. That we could be forgiven for our sins. Not because that we deserve it. Hallelujah. Not because we could earn it. Hallelujah. But because he loves us. Because he loves you. Because he loves you. Hallelujah. Because he can. Because he can restore you. In the name of Jesus, because he can make you whole. In the name of Jesus. Hosea prayed this prayer of repentance for Israel. He prayed this prayer of repentance for Israel in full confidence, in full confidence in God's abilities. And he did this in full confidence. Hallelujah. In God's love for us, that he would come, and that he would come for you, and he would come for me, and he would come for us all and restore us. In the name of Jesus, I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is in the place right now, that he is in this place right now. In our worship, we were feeling something. If you don't know what that was, let me tell you, that was the Holy Ghost. If you don't know what it is, it was the Spirit of the Lord in this place dwelling. Hallelujah. If this is your first time here and you're not familiar, let me tell you, what you were feeling and what you were seeing was the Holy Ghost. That we were not just praising for anything other, but we were praising because we've been set free. We were praising because we've been restored. I was dead in my sin. I was dead in my sin. But because of the grace, because God, he came and he wrapped himself in flesh. And he died on a cross for me. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, right now. 
that we may live again. That his death, Jesus, that your death, Jesus, that your burial, Jesus, that your resurrection is for me. That his death, that his burial, that his resurrection is for you. I'll tell you more. Don't you dare let the devil try and tell you it's not for you. Don't you dare let the lie of the enemy try and convince you now that something you've done permits you or excludes you from the promises of God. That's not true. That's a lie of the enemy. But he came and he died not because it's for you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Name, that we may be dead in our sin. That right now we may be dead in our sin. But we don't have to stay that way. We don't have to stay dead in our sin. Amen. In Jesus' name. But we, if we would repent for our sins. Repent. Turn away. That if we would, repent is a 180. It's a complete turnaround. If we would repent of our sins, if we would turn away from our iniquities, and in faith, and in Jesus' name baptized, he will fill you with the Holy Ghost. And there's evidence within speaking in tongues. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can we just give God some praise right now? I feel like right now we could probably stop where we're at. We could stop right where we're at. I'll tell you, we could see God do a miraculous work. Almost died. Almost fell right there. We could see God do something com completely life-changing in some lives. And, and I believe, I'm not saying that we're not going to see that, but I, I feel, though, that there's just a little bit more. That there's just a little bit more that God has for us today. Amen. See, if, if we were to look, Sister Simone, can you put up verse 3? In Jesus' name. If we were to look at verse number 3, the Scripture goes on to say, Then... Shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord? His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come to us as the rain. And then it says, as the latter and the former rain unto the earth. See, the scripture says that he will come unto us as the rain. But then it goes forward even more saying the latter and the former. See, there is a difference between the latter and there is a difference between the former rain.
See, there, there, there is a difference between those two. See, the purpose is different between both the former and the latter rain. Not only is there a difference in season, but there is a difference in purpose. See, if you look at the, uh, the latter rain, see, this rain falls in the latter half. <laughs> Got the name there, right? They named it good, didn't they? In the latter half of the year. They're smart. I'm not going to forget it like that. See, uh, the, 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 if you look at the latter rain, this rain falls in the latter half of February. Oh, I'm sorry. Do I have my notes wrong? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I know what I did. It's not wrong. I said something wrong. Apologize. The latter half comes in the early part of the year as the, the beginning seasons, the latter half of winter. That's what I meant to say. Now we all feel better. We're on the same page. See, this rain falls in the latter half of February and during March and April. See, this rain falls just before the harvest. See, this is the final rain that prepares the harvest. But then there is the former rain, or otherwise known as the darting rain. See, this rain falls from the middle of October to December. See, the purpose of this rain is to prepare and fertilize the barren land. See, this, bring, this rain brings nutrients and fertility to barren lands that the latter rain might use for the preparation of harvest. See, without this rain, the harvest will be weak. Without this former rain, the harvest will be weak. See, without this former rain, the harvest will likely be small, will likely be frail, and will be unproductive to what it should be. Or what it could be. In the name of Jesus. See the former rain goes to prepare the earth for seed. See the latter rain goes to prepare the harvest. And in the name of Jesus. And in the time of Hosea. The crops were only watered by rain. See so in this time the farmers would await patiently the rain. See, with anticipation, they would wait for the rain to fall. See, their lives depended on the rain to fall. See, they were desperate for the rain to fall. See, they needed the former rain to fall. Hallelujah. And I am reminded of the words of Jesus as he said in Luke chapter 24, verse number 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry, but wait, but anticipate in the city of Jerusalem until ye, until ye be endued with the power from on high. All right. Well, let's look at Acts chapter number 1, verses 4 through 5. It says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, that ye have heard of me from John the Baptist, that he will baptize with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. See, this is what God has been preparing since the, books of the book of Acts. This is the former rain. That when they were waiting and anticipating on the former rain. In the book of Acts chapter 1, they were sitting there and they were waiting 
for the former rain. They were waiting for the former rain. They were waiting for the former rain. But then it says in Acts chapter 2, verses 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all in one accord and in one place, and suddenly there came a mighty wind, and it filled all in the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and sat upon them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. That's the rain. That's the former rain. That's the former rain. This is what the rain of the Holy Ghost was. This is the rain that we've been waiting on. This is the rain that has prepared the barren place for a return of the mighty God. This is what the rain... This is... This is what the reign of the Holy Ghost is. Where God opened up the heavens. Where God opened up the heavens and the Spirit poured out. And the and the Spirit poured out, not on one flesh, not on one person, but on all flesh in the name of Jesus. If you are wanting, if you are seeking, if you are hurt, if you are broken... We've already seen the former rain. We have the ability. We have the ability now. We have the ability in this time. We have the ability in this place where we can see the Holy Ghost come and fill you. Where you will speak in other tongues. The gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm talking about. The former rain was the gift of the Holy Ghost that was poured out on the Acts church that we base our beliefs on. That we believe the same thing that happened in the book of Acts happens today and in this place. In the name of Jesus, in the Holy Ghost, things are changed. Atmosphere changes in the Holy Ghost. Situations change in the Holy Ghost. Addictions are set free in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. You don't have to... You don't have to be how you used to be because just like Hosea and Gomer, God is going to come and fill you and change what you were. God, I pray right now, Lord, for the Holy Ghost to enter into this place. In the name of Jesus, if we would all raise our hands right now. We're not ending. We're just taking a pause. But I pray that right now that the Holy Ghost would come. Lord, that you would fill this place right now. God, that our faith would arise because there's something coming next. God, that there's something coming next. Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. See, that former rain, the former rain is what happened.
the first time that the Holy Ghost was poured out. That was the thing that prepared. That is the rain that's been sustaining. That's the rain that we're living in. We're living off of the former rain. We're living off of right now. But there's a latter rain. Hallelujah. That there is a latter rain. See, and where the former rain prepares the land, the latter rain prepares the harvest. Hallelujah. And this is what... This is what I felt, I'll tell you, Friday morning, Friday morning as I was preparing in my office, getting ready to leave, I, I was worried sick, I, I, I was worried sick because I didn't know what this, I had doubts in my heart, I guess, I don't know, but I'll tell you, Jesus' name, we're coming up on our 40th anniversary here at Living Hope, we're coming up with 40 years of this church being, a, I would call it a staple in this community. There's very few places that I go that I don't say the name Living Hope that someone doesn't recognize, that someone hasn't said that I've been there or what. But that is, we, Living Hope has kind of been existing in a place of the former reign. It's been existing in a place. It's not, not that it's a bad place. I mean, I think we have great church, Amen. I think that we, I mean, we see people baptized all the time. Aaron brings, all Aaron has to do is bring a friend to church one time and they get baptized. Amen. We see, we see, uh, in this church, in this church, we've seen healings. In this church, we've seen mighty, we've seen God's provision. We've seen people's finances be completely changed because every Sunday we come in here declaring in faith the tither's declaration. That those prayers are cementing in something. It's cementing in that ground, right? Amen. It's in that, it's preparing that. Amen. Amen. But there's more. There's more. That it wasn't, it wasn't the scripture saying that I'm going to give to you the former rain or just the rain. But it was saying the former and the latter. The former in the latter. So we've been existing in this. But what, I've, what I feel in the Holy Ghost and what I'm feeling in my faith right now is that we are about to enter not into just the former, but we are about to enter into the latter. That we are about to go from a place of preparation, but this church is about to step into a place of harvest. That we were in a season of preparation for 40 years, but it's not stopping. We are not going to maintain but in the Holy Ghost, but in the latter rain, we are going to see a revival in St. Mary's County. In the name of Jesus, that on Great Mills Road, that we are going to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. That we are going to see our families filled with the Holy Ghost. That we are going to see things change in the Holy Ghost in this place. Because we were not meant to just exist in the former rain. But we need the latter rain of the Holy Ghost. It's time for the revival. It's time for the latter rain revival. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's time. It's time. It's time for the latter rain revival. It's time for the latter rain revival. 
Listen to me whenever I say this. Listen to this. The, the world is not going to get to a better place. We are not striving towards a peaceful time. No. We can pray for our government. We can pray for the world and pray that God has his will. But we are no longer going to a place other than the last days. See, we are stepping into a last day revival. We are stepping into a latter day revival. A latter rain revival. I wish somebody had some faith to believe me. I wish somebody had some faith to believe me that there's already connections and there's already former rain seeds that have been planted that we are going to see harvested here soon. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. But even, I mean, you look at the Bible. You look at the Bible and I'm what, this is, I truly don't know. I had a good luck trying to find an altar call song. Because I don't even, I'm just following after the spirit right now. <laughs> but even in the Bible, you look at the people who are around Jesus the most. You look at the people, I mean, they did miraculous works. They did amazing things. But even whenever Jesus was on the earth, he was going through and he was teaching in the synagogues. And he was feeling, the Bible says, every person. Every person. And there was crowds surrounding Jesus at every place he would go. Every place he would go, there was, there, was, there, there was just people who were hungry for the Messiah, hungry for a touch of God, hungry for Jesus to change their situation, hungry for God to do a work in their life. But Jesus, he says, he turns and he, and the scripture says he's teaching in synagogues, healing every person. He turns and looks. Man, these fields, these fields are ready for harvest. But just as that sentence ends, he says, but where are the workers? Where are those? Where are the harvesters? Amen. I believe wholeheartedly that through, the, through, through the Lord working on me this week and working on me this morning in prayer. That, that we are fully moving forward. We are advancing into a latter rain revival. Hang on, hang on, hang on. But where are the harvesters? Where are the harvesters? Where are those who are ready to till the fields? Where are those that are ready to, 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 to give the love, to show the love of Jesus, the same love that was shown to them, the same grace and mercy that was shown to them. In Jesus' name. I, I, I'm thinking now, and I, I don't want to come from a place of self-righteousness, because I know even as I'm speaking this, I, I'm speaking to myself. But I think just two short months ago, we had our, uh, our vision casting services. We had our vision casting uh, basically week. And the vision that, that God gave pastor was for in the year 2022, that we would see 22 families join this family, the Living Hope family. And I'm not, I, I pray that I'm not doing, I don't, I'm not bullying. 
but I'm trying to, to show some fervency. I'm trying, I'm trying to portray urgency. That in these days, in these last days, if we are not ready to harvest, I'll tell you that there is people that for 40 years the prayers, the prayers of Bishop and Sister Staten and Pastor and Sister Staten and the leadership of this church have prayed. I'll tell you, I don't know more. There's things that have been planted in this community. I'll tell you, I don't know see. And the harvest is ready. The harvest is white and ready, but where? Oh, God, where? Where are the workers, Jesus? <laughs> oh, God. Where are the workers? <laughs> where are those going out into the field? Where are those reaching out? Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray right now that we would, we would have a burden, God, for the harvest, Jesus. God, that you are moving us. God, that you are forcefully advancing your kingdom in this hour, Jesus. God, but I pray, Lord, that you would, uh, that you would prepare us to be workers of the harvest. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm gonna make, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna open the altars. You can come on up. I'm just gonna keep speaking for a moment. In the name of Jesus, the what I what I was talking about at the very beginning, the Holy Ghost is the realest thing. It's as real as you and I standing here right now. And if you feel that you are missing out, if you feel as though that there is weights that you cannot lift yourself, if you would come. And if you would ask God to forgive you, if you would ask God, if you would return, or turn, not return, turn away from your sins, that I believe, because the word says so, that you will be filled, filled with the Holy Ghost, that you will speak in new tongues, that you will be made new. God can restore you. God can change you. God can change your life. In an instant, in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, if... Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll pray right now. I don't really think that there's much more to say. I don't think that, that, God, that God wants to do anything else, but I just want to leave it right here. That the fields are ready for harvest. And it's time for you to start doing the work of the Lord. In Jesus' name, I want to pray over everyone right now. God, I thank you, Lord, for your great grace. 
God, I thank you, Lord, for your abundant mercy, God, that you would be able to come, God, that you would be able to heal, God, that you would be able to deliver and set free. And I pray, God, that as, as a person with enough faith, God, that's who, who's hungry and searching for something, God, as they would step and raise their hands up to you, God, Lord, that you would fill them in an instant with the Holy Ghost. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would put a burden for this world like never before. God, I pray, Lord, that you would put a burden for the things of you, for the people around us like never before. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus.